pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. That was The Bike Show and their brilliant Christmas special. And now, welcome to One Life Left and our carol concerts. <laughs> Good evening and happy Christmas, happy everybody. Christmas. Happy, Christmas. happy Christmas. We're One Life Left. This is our festive special. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And for the next hour, we're going to be bringing you the best in Christmas-related video game stuff. Are we? Well, I think so. We've got one plan. The rest will fall in around it, won't it? Uh, we yeah. do. We, you know, you say that. We've got more than one plan. We've actually got three Christmas-themed features. <laughs> the week before Whoa. Christmas. How many days for Christmas? Thirteen. Thirteen. Well, well. Depends when they're listening to the podcast. If you're oh. listening on Resonance FM live, 13 days to Christmas. Plenty of time. If you're listening to the podcast, just... Well, there's some math involved. Too late. <laughs> should, should have bought your presents by now. I used to work in Argos. You'd be amazed by the uh, number of people that were coming on Christmas Eve. wanting <laughs> to know if we had any Furbies in stock. <laughs> no. No, we didn't. Really? Yeah. Okay. We, we have guests today, don't we? We've got a full studio. Full studio. Zoo radio. <laughs> Zoo radio, isn't it? I almost didn't have a chair either. <laughs> uh, we do. We're delighted to be joined by Ian and James from My Note Games. Welcome, boys. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you all. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. You are... You're the flavour of the show, aren't you? Uh, basically, uh, the show's being themed around you. <laughs> with a seasoning, yes. You're like you are Father Christmas. <laughs> um, so, we'll be, yeah, so we'll yeah, be, we're going to be talking to them later and playing at them afterwards. Yeah, and we also have some eight-bit uh, themed Christmas music coming up. Right, and we have a reading as well from our oh, from our goodness. other guest. Who nice. we will, uh, This is a real do we have any concert, do we have any it? presents? I don't. I haven't checked the Christmas post yet, so maybe. Right. Do we have any sherry? Oh. It's 7.04 on Monday the 12th of December, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Nintendo
Nintendo wiseman Shigeru Miyamoto has announced that if he is to retire from his current position. Oh yes he is? Oh no he isn't. An interview with Wired certainly did seem to suggest that he intends to retire, but following a 2% drop in the company's shares, Nintendo issued a statement saying that he's going nowhere. They clarified that what he meant was that he wants to encourage younger developers with their ideas. It's like the funnest pantomime ever. He's his career's behind him. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I done that. No, look, the Nintendo share price just dropped again. Oh no, it didn't. Yes, no, uh, it didn't. No. This was a bit ridiculous, wasn't it? Hmm. I didn't really understand what was going on. Well, it's a silly season, isn't it? <laughs> people looking for stories where there aren't any. Apparently so. Thank mm. you. Uh, yeah, and then people seem to get in a bit of a tiz about reporting on those that were reporting on it, which <laughs> but, yeah, it just became some sort of circle jerk, didn't well, it? Well, you know what? I noticed the headlines were very, very carefully phrased. It was, it was something like, Miyamoto tells his staff he's not going to make games anymore or, 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 or retiring or thinking right. of retiring rather than Miyamoto retires which would be the actual headline if he was thinking of retiring which is not to retire to retire question mark no want <laughs> <laughs> to know Microsoft has unveiled its new Xbox 360 dashboard and it's made some people kind of mad. The new games tab has been criticised for making it hard to find indie games and games on the Xbox Live Arcade. The game tab features alongside tabs named Bing, Home, Social, Video, Music, Apps, Pre-releases and Settings. Poor indie developers, all they want for Christmas is for you to be able to find their game. So apparently games is what, eight? The fourth I heard. But also middle. Okay. So it's very central. But but also not very convenient (laughs) for a games machine. Yeah, but you can just shout at it, can't you? (laughs) Give me games! (laughs) And apparently... Is that how you shout? Yes. (laughs) Apparently, and I say apparently because I haven't checked, which is a bit lazy of me because I could have done. Yep, I've not. Sorry to our listeners. It's Christmas, been very busy. Apparently it's, uh, it's... I've actually forgotten. Oh, it's full of adverts. That's what I was oh, going to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, that is Loads true. of adverts. All of the adverts. Someone said, Microsoft billboard, more like. Right. Not dashboard. Because no, that's didn't. clever. No, they did. But it's clever. And also, you've got to find stuff by shouting Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft, Bing my games. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, a little ridiculous, doesn't it? Although um, some um, enterprising young hackers have worked out how to disable the ads, haven't they? If you block the settings on your router. That's true. We're not. We're not. Um, what are we doing? We it's are. Fine. We you, are encouraging no, people. No, we're not. Eurogamer we're not reported that as well. So, so it was reported so on Eurogamer. What? So first they try and ba- uh, block adverts, yeah. and this was the week after they ran um, a feature basically endorsing piracy. Whoa. They did. Yeah. They did tell people how to. Run emulated games on their Android phone. Oh, no. Disgusting. Surprising. Oh, Disgusting. You're a gamer. Friends of One Life Left. Keith Faz has evidently never heard of Silent Night, or a Silent Day for that matter. The MP has requested a discussion about the harmful effects of video games next week in Parliament. He wants it to happen now because this is the time when parents are buying video games as presents. The leader of the House of Commons said there probably won't be time, though. In unrelated news, Keith Vaz will be playing Scrooge in all productions of A Christmas Carol forever. Keith Vaz is a one-dimensional idiot. He has got one thing. He has got one thing. He's thought of 
of one thing to get attention, and that is video games, right? And he's going, every time he thinks he can kick up a fuss, he goes, guys, I'm still here. And it's nearly no Christmas. One, no one cares. It's nearly Christmas. We should talk about it now. It's nearly Christmas. Oh, it's Easter. All those games involving eggs. He doesn't play video games either, does he? <sighs> of course not, because they rot children's brains. Um, what was he was implicated in the expensive scandal, wasn't he? Was he? Was he? was one of the ba- I'm trying to load up Wikipedia right now. Good. Um, yeah, he's um, he's a bad man. Um, I liked what the leader of the House of Commons said to him. It was something along the lines of, oh, I am grateful for the right honourable gentleman bring this up, and I'm aware this is an issue you raise every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably is not going to be possible. I should have play some games. You know what, in a way, I think that that's what we should be thankful for, because, you know... Video, video games press is often... I, I, we've talked about this on the show, that video games press is often over-defensive and go, of course games aren't killing children, you know? Because of course they're not, because of course they're not. And it's kind of like, well, you're protesting too much. But in the same way, Keith Fass is protesting so much that it just has no relevance yeah. every day. And people learn to tune it out. He also um, he quoted uh, a report that was published by the University of somewhere um, <laughs> really uh, that says that if you if children play games it changes the physical makeup of their brain um, but this was funded by an anti-games consortium right so right I, I think you can get the measure of a man by seeing what Google suggests when you type um, his name is so uh, remember the words you can't say Simon mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the bottom uh, Keith Vaz uh, is the top one Keith Vaz MP Keith, Keith Vaz Peter King what's been going on Ooh. there Keith Vaz dancing <laughs> apparently that seems uh, Keith Vaz scandal Keith Vaz corruption um, Keith Vaz is a knob Keith Vaz crook <laughs> I'm just reading things out Satoru Iwata is getting everything he wished for this Christmas. The 3DS is due to sell 3 million units in Japan thanks to releases of Super Mario 3D and Mario Kart 7. This has made Nintendo very happy. Had he been born today, the baby Jesus would have been given gold, frankincense and a 3DS. <laughs> Keith's not, even, not even his real name. He's called Nigel. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But Keith. why would you change it from Nigel to <laughs> Keith? It's true. It's, that's what it says on Wikipedia. The encyclopedia anyone, including One Life Left, can edit. Kennedy, yeah. Well, he's not going to be called Nigel for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so 3DS is selling well. Yeah. Because uh, it's got some good game shock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Right, and um, stocks are low. We're, we're running on few, uh, fumes, aren't we? Is that how it's doing over here? Um, retailers said, well, if you want one, you better better go, go buy one. We've, we've, we've still <laughs> no, got some. What would, what would retailers have yeah, to know, gain exactly. from that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's doing right, isn't it? Apparently. That's good for, them. But, good for them. But the perception is it's not doing very well, isn't it? Despite the fact it's sold more than the DS at this stage in its lifetime, and the DS is the most successful console in history. Right. That's interesting. It is interesting. And also, Vita's about to launch, isn't it, in Japan? Yeah, it launches right? this week, isn't it? So, so, so it's a good time for them to be getting into their stride, isn't it? Mm. Yes. And finally, if you've ever wondered how to top Apple's Game of the Year list, we finally have an answer. Take a thing, make it tiny, then put it in a game. The European app store named Tiny Wings its best of all the games, while the US store went for Tiny Tower. In light of this, we'll be changing the words to Tiny Drummer Boy as a tribute. <laughs> tiny Temper. Tiny Temper singing Tiny Drummer Boy. <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> You've had fun with the news this weekend, haven't you? I've had the most fun. Yeah. Sorry, the stories were rubbish. <laughs> you don't make the news, do you? you just report I it. Just it's report not your it fault. In a whimsical fashion. Yeah. Um, how, so who, who voted for this then? N- nobody knows. <laughs> 
don't know. Um, but obviously they're not the top-selling games. Obviously that's Angry Birds. What, both Tops. here and in the US? Yeah. Right. Um, with others beneath it. Do you think the makers of Tiny Wings and Tower would swap critical acclaim for commercial success? I can't imagine why they would. <laughs> One life left video game news with Christmas, Happy everybody. Christmas. Happy Christmas. It's a good job the uh, the running of the studio is going so smoothly today, given that this is the most amount of people we've had in it, isn't it? Sleigh Ride by Fear of Dark. Good. It's a Christmas carol. This is One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. Yes, we are. It's not just us, though. It's not just us. We've got so many people in the studio so right many now. people. We're keeping one guest back. Yeah. Best to hold him back. It's a clue. And one of them's not even going to say anything, is there? Why is... Let's just... Just a man shaking his head, sat taking car. notes. Taking notes. You've got a moleskin there. What's what's that? What's going on there? Are you from Ofcom? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He's not even going to say anything. Are you? Was his licensing issue? What? We have to pay your royalties? Do you know that swear word we found out we could say the other week? Yes. Maybe it turns out it? we can't. Right. <laughs> we shall see. You've got badges on as well. What do your badges say? It's the one that sounds a bit like a, a bit like a type of garden. I'm going to put a picture of you on the internet in a minute. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow us. Uh, at One Life Left. Yeah, that's I'm good. sure there'll be a One Life Left chat going on. If you want to go to the chat room, that's a tiny URL forward slash yeah. OLL chat. That is right. Two people who are legitimately in the studio. Ian and James, welcome again. Hello. Hello. So you're Hello. from Apata. That's right. That's yeah. your company, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you're here today because you you're, you recently released my note games on iOS. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's a sight reading app. You um, it gives you some notes to play if you're learning an instrument, and you play the notes. And if you get it right, it'll give you a little ding-a-ling-a-ling, and you get a gold. Um, gold star, and you'll get um, silver if you didn't get it quite right, or you'll get um, you'll get bronze. It's for kids, and, right? Uh, it's based on the sort of. Is it for kids though? Because uh, we had very well. I had a very brief play around. I very much enjoyed it, and I'm 40 years old. <laughs> well, we we are starting to realise that actually there's probably more adults than kids um, using it, right. but I think the kids have the most fun for the longest time. And actually, you can feel slightly better because my uh, musical instrument playing skills are 
pretty poor, but if it's a child's software, I can exactly. I can do very well at it, can't <laughs> it's I? Very non-threatening. So after that, I want to do um, like a wrestling children. I can do that. <laughs> prove that I'm tough. Like sort of arm wrestling, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so it teaches you to sight read, um, but it uses sort of gay. I don't want to use gamification because we're not the Guardian. Yeah, uh, but, it, but it sort of it does, doesn't it? it gives you yeah. We've well, we've pre- presented it in a gamey way so that it's not intimidating because that was the one thing we wanted to kind of address with learning music the notes on the stave it's it's like learning a new alphabet and that can be quite intimidating so we wanted it's been a to... long time since i learned a new alphabet exactly mm. so, <laughs> so we kind of wrapped it in kind of game mechanics i mean that's that's my background is, right. is from the game side so what's your background then james I'm a technologist, uh, mainly. Um, I've done a few other things, like been a manager in the NHS, but um, these days I write code. Okay. And I have kids. I suppose, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm a parent and I have kids and they don't like, uh, you know, they, they'd rather play the Nintendos than do music practice. And so this is where the, <laughs> the inspiration uh, comes from. Now they like they can do both at the same time. So there have been a couple of attempts to do this with guitar-based games, haven't there? There was a... a, a <coughs> Rocksmith. That, that never came out over here. Right. Um, uh, was that and a power chord, Rise of the Six String, or are, they, or, 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 or are these the same <laughs> games? But yeah, but they seem to be quite complicated, and whilst mm. I like the idea of learning the actual guitar, um, <laughs> I don't think I ever will. Right. But yeah. playing around, and you've been competing with adults <laughs> then as well. Yeah, that's right. This the way, grown-ups. You know, we so we we're, we're, we're going to try. Try this, aren't we? Well, yeah. So, just before we move on to that, so what, so what, what mm. instruments can you learn using my note games? Oh, well, we've got quite a range. Uh, we caught it up, James. We've got uh, recorder. We've got uh, bassoon. If you're a bassoonist, of course, we've I'm got not. piano, guitar, uh, cornet, guitar, trumpet, right. saxophone, flute, oboe, uh, and then you can actually sing to the app. Although it's not uh, something we're kind of you know making a big deal of, but you can, can do it for fun. Okay. Um, uh, any any I've missed? Yeah. Yeah, a bit of violin. Oh, violin, viola, cello. Blimey, we could form our own orchestra, couldn't we? Yep. But we uh, we decided to concentrate on one instrument today. <laughs> <didn't we? laughs> Would you say it's the easiest instrument or not? That would be the triangle, I guess, wouldn't it? It's got to be one of the... It's the one that you start off with. I think um, the piano is going to be the easiest. OK. Well, we do have a piano here, actually. Yeah, we, we do. do. I noticed no. that. Yeah. Uh, let's not use that, then. No, so, uh, we, um, it's Christmas. Uh, the app has recently been updated to include carols, right? That's right, yes. So we're going to learn one. We've got 42 minutes. <laughs> and, and to prove that we've, we've got recorders here oh. in the studio... A trill. Now, um, I can... I Resonance FM. What? So I. <laughs> <laughs> we see. Yeah. Um, we do sound like some of their more experimental programming, don't we? In many ways, we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I uh, played the recorder in infant school. It's probably not even called infant school anymore, is it? Like no. year three. KS. KS. Right. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this I, country. Yeah. <laughs> I played the last thing I remember playing is the Grand Old Duke of York on really? the recorder. Really. <laughs> Thirty years since I've played that <laughs> video game radio. What can you do, Steve? Uh, I, I, you know, you can laugh, but I can do a, I can do an A. Very good. Uh, we have um, <laughs> we have a fingering chart here. Oh, that'll be useful, useful won't it? Will be useful. Might take that home. No further comment. So uh, we we're not we, GameSpot. <laughs> 
So, so which uh, which song are we going to be learning? Right, we um, I, we, what, what did we decide upon? Silent Night is um, short, simple, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> to the pain for everybody, and everybody knows it, which may or may not be a disadvantage depending on what you're trying to pull off. So, so should we should we have a shot at this now, or should we just go for it later? Well. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's about sight reading and that sort of. Let's 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 put something on. Give, give it a quick go and see see how we uh, how we get on. So put put a put a feature on. Put something that's not us making a horrible noise with instruments on. Okay, this is the opposite of us making a horrible noise. It's Derek Williams's Christmas market economy. Christmas market economy, and the noise you can hear is Simon Byron directing, <laughs> directing our audience around the studio. Well, uh, we can use a... these mics, is what I was saying. Yes, we, yes, yes, we can. And in a second, I'm going to have to leave the desk on autopilot to move round to the other side of the studio. Come to the other side, Steve. Okay, I'm going to do Come that now. Jump on in. So, right. So, Ian, you're, you're going to take us through this, are you? Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to. No, that's all right. Well, it's basically once I once we press go. It's listening. Okay, so what do we do? There are some notes. We've got recorders. Yes. Together, we can make beautiful music. Okay. So... Well, I'm not playing that. Can you play that? Uh, who's playing that? We, who's gonna, you're going to play that one, aren't you? <laughs> that was... Simon was the one who was going to start. Simon, oh, I was Simon. Start. Come on, Simon. Right, so... Uh, you're on a G there. Okay. Uh, sorry, this must be good radio. So G- Silent night. Here it comes. Oh, I forgot what. No. Yes. And again. And again. That was, that was my stunt record. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, play, play, play the rest of that. Remember to think about timing. It uh, helpfully suggests. Okay. <laughs> this is this is me, isn't it? Okay, so which which note is that? Is that a B? That's you're going to start off with a okay, D, there, I, I, and then I, there's I, a I, B, and it goes down to a B. That wasn't right, was it? Oh, no, no, I've got it. I've got it. 
Uh, it's, too late. it's too late now. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, here we go. Restart. Restart the level. Ah, I see, OK. <laughs> this one is a... C. C, OK, so it's uh, those. So, just to explain what's happening here, uh, Steve is being presented with the uh, musical notes, and as he's playing them correctly... (laughs) (laughs) Unlike that, yeah, or incorrectly, uh, they are disappearing from the screen. So, it's sort of teaching you how to read music and how to play and stuff. I think we might need a little bit more... It's piano practice with just more fun. Okay. With With a video screen saying... Well done, you got that right. Even right, when you got it wrong. We okay. may we may need a little more practice. Have we got anything else we can? And also, we we, we don't want to complete the cowl, do we? Before no. before no, sp- <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. We're also knocking the studio over. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Um, right, we should do that. Have you got anything you can play, Steve? Yes. Uh, Five minutes left, Steve. We could pull this off. You think? <laughs> we've, we've done worse. If or we better. don't, it's Christmas ruined Christmas forever. Will yeah. Christmas will be cancelled. Welcome to the One Life Left Carol concerts, a very special edition of One Life Left Resonance 104.4 FM's video game radio show. We are One Life Left. True. And we've just disgraced ourselves <laughs> musically. This is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, a remix by Chesk. Chesk. I think it's nice. It's from 8-Bit Collective, 8BC.org, where you can hear loads of beautiful music. Ours <laughs> probably... It probably isn't going to make it up on there. No, we'll see. Don't write anything off just yet. Should we do the letters? Let's do the letters. Hi, team. I live in Vancouver, Canada, boasts Dean. Okay. But he does go on. It gets quite cold here sometimes, and I have a pretty long commute, about 90 minutes each way, to my office. As a result, I've been enjoying your podcast. Hey. Nice. 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 However, continues Dean, I only seem to be able to enjoy the podcast in the winter. During the summer months, it simply does not seem to work. I sit on the bus and train, rest my tired head against the window and listen to your Skyrim talk and occasional letter section with a wry smile on my face. Now I'm probably the only person in the whole of Vancouver listening to LLL. It is often, often the perfect complement to a long journey in rush hour traffic with the cold, dark air circling the bus. But... If the sun is out, I can't stand your sometimes incoherent rambling. Anne is no longer cute. Steve is no longer cute. 
Simon continues to speak <laughs> bull something. I can't say that word. Bulls. Dean's angry. Why is this? asks Dean. How do we solve the issue? How do we solve He's gonna work with us. What what so is good. he willing to relocate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the problem, Dean. You need to you need to go somewhere colder all year round. Yeah. Go to the Arctic. Fine. Right, yeah. Have Christmas every day. Yeah. And surely you can't be the only person listening in Vancouver. If you listen in Vancouver and you're not him, email us. Team at one Maybe com. you could ha- maybe you could meet Dean. Get maybe together that's with him. it. Maybe it's group listening in the summer. That's right. We need One Life Left support groups across yes. the world, don't we? To okay. help you get through each episode. Thank you for your letter, Dean. Uh, Charles. I mean, thank you if it's winter. Yes. If it's summer, just shut up. <laughs> Charles Etheridge Nunn writes, Hey gang, I've been a regular listener for a few seasons, fell behind and in the last month have caught up with your season just in time for you to go on hiatus. We remember Charles, don't we? We do. Yeah, yeah of course. He says, I must say, I'm impressed by this new violent drunk direction the show has gone down recently. I'd always heard about your messily junk, junk reactions to varied award losses, but now you sound like you're taking it to the next level. I say reach for the stars, aiming to be the most violent video game show, that way you can scare away or fight the competition. I bet Mr. Pointy Head and the other one wouldn't last five seconds in the ring with you guys. Also, it's been interesting hearing all these threats to usurp any guests on the show by starting up OLL brand knockoffs. <laughs> I, wonder if I, I don't be... think knockoffs. Knockoffs no. is a pejorative, isn't yeah. it? Let's... Uh, tributes. Tributes. Um, I wonder if it'll be any any time at all until we hear you doing the same with your contributors. Maybe hearing segments like Odds Anne and Steve's relentlessly grim poetry about a life growing up as a video gaming Justin Bieber fan who's actually a man. Love the show. Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Do you like the idea of Odds Anne? Odds Odds Anne. Yeah. Well, I've got some numbers and that will tell you something. Oh, I've been in prison. (laughs) I can see it it running. Yeah. No. Um, This is from Michael Omer. Hi, OLL team very possibly special guest. My name is Michael and two years ago I founded a small indie company called Loading Games with two of my friends. That's nice. Congratulations, Michael. Uh, We've gone and created a great web RPG called Misfortune Mm. and launched it some months ago. I would like to share with you and your listeners one of my primary lessons from this project. Never call a game Misfortune. Thanks. Um, Karmically, it simply doesn't lead in good directions. Although it is unique and beautiful, it just doesn't seem to kick off. In addition, when trying to compete against other games in award-winning competition, it leads the judges to give it second place only so they can utter the sentence. In case you were wondering, the game that came second is called Misfortune. (laughs) Oh, those judges. Jokers. Um, I hope that you and your listeners can learn from our mistake. I intend to name my next game Much Much Fortune or perhaps Luckiest in the World. Uh, you can check out our game at www.loadinggames.com. I would give it a glowing 7 out of 10. Love the show. Thanks, Michael. But you see, I think if you name your game Luckiest in the World or something like that, then you also oh, yeah. you know, you leave yourself open to the judges going, yes, luckiest in the world to be even in this competition. <laughs> you need to call it the underdog because everybody loves them. Yes. Yeah, so they can go, oh, the underdog well, won. They could, or they could go, the underdog, for good reason. Oh. Basically, just a very generic title. Just something no one can think of anything to Boot. say about. Boots. Yeah. Boots good. The boots. Boot up. Boot up. That's good. Up is good. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Tangents. James. <laughs> so this is from Bastian Vorgop. 
<clears throat> he has a good name. He's written a Hype. lot recently, hasn't he? Okay, I was hoping there was something uh, related to previous show here. Hi, team, and possible super special guest. To answer your previous questions in the show, I didn't get to marry the barbarian who slaughtered the inn or any of the corpses oh, she left. Oh, shame. None of them would have me. Oh. I did, however, go to Riverwood right after. A little farm town with not a dragon in sight. I ran into a misfigured elf who was quick to confess his love for the shopkeeper's sister, but there was a problem. The local bard also had a thing for her. He pleaded that I delivered an insulting letter to her and tell her the bard wrote it. Feeling bad for the elf and having beaten up bard for hitting on a woman before, I decided to agree on helping him out. Well, what, what else would you do? Of course. When I walked... Into the shop, the first thing she mentioned were my dashing good looks. I saw my opportunity. While she wasn't all that pretty, I get to be shallow, it's a video game. The idea of being the one to snatch her away from two arguing villagers seemed like the proper conclusion to this little quest. Oh. Having married her, however, my home in Skyrim has been a bit awkward. I've always kept my house carl, Lydia, oh, there Lydia. to watch Shit. the place. I fear of her possibly dying when I t take her on a quest. W with another woman in the house, Lydia's sarcastic one-liners suddenly fill me with guilt. It feels like I'm two-timing her what to do. <laughs> Love the show. A level 24 Nord warrior. Wow. Um, That's difficult, isn't it? I do the same with Lydia, or did, since uh, before I quit Skyrim, uh, left Lydia at home because I cared about her too much. Aww. It's terrible. Uh, can you get together with Lydia? Is that possible? Uh, presumably. Never happened to you me. Do, do what you want, can't you? You can, anything. Or you can pretend. Yeah. Ian, you had a very quick question, did you? Uh, I have a question. Sorry, letter. Yeah, it's a letter from Ben Hall. Uh, would it be going too far to ask the OLL Twitter followers to write about Parco and how much of a traitor he is on his Minecraft review in The Guardian? What did he do? He... Well, he wrote for The Guardian. And... You know, you know what we think about head, the Guardian. Yeah, it's a monster. If you've got any letters, we are. We're, this is our last episode of 2011, but we will be back in the new year doing stuff. So if you've got any letters and you want to keep in touch, team at one keep, keep in touch. You know, just let us know how you're getting on. Exactly. Send, send us your got for Christmas. Christmas nice to hear from you. We're also on Twitter at One Life Left, and we have a Facebook which doesn't have a fancy URL yet because someone's already nabbed One Life Left. Oh, I don't know. Rubbish. Let's find. Wait, them if only there was a way of finding out. <laughs> Shall I do that now? <laughs> yeah, good idea. Right. Uh, uh, we don't, but we do have a Facebook uh, page, which you should go and like. If we get over 500 likes on there, we're going to do something special. Are we? we are, I don't know. We're going to put some stuff up on there on, over Christmas. haven't decided what yet. TJ Landry. <gasps> Activities and interests. What, is that him or her? Uh, they've got the... She, he, it, has got one life left on, uh, on Facebook, so... Where are they based? Um, Facebook. They're very into <laughs> Mafia Wars. Are they? Are yeah, they, look, yeah. They're, they're, they're interests. Right, well, you know, and also there's a picture there with two children on it, so, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying be careful. Good <laughs> evening, I'm Daria, and this is Command Market Economy for the week of And guess what? It's Christmas special. So exciting. Oh wait, it isn't, because I don't celebrate Christmas. The whole concept is pretty alien to me and I've never actually celebrated Christmas in my entire life, which, to be perfectly honest, I don't regret at all. However, um, this week I'll be losing my Christmas dinner virginity. At first I declined the offer, um, but in the end they convinced me and told me that we won't be wearing those silly paper crowns, so um, I guess it's okay. I mean, it's free food, right? 
Now, you might think I'm the Antichrist for hating Christmas, but it's not all that because um, I celebrate New Year's. And the way we do it back home is somewhat similar. As in, we have a ridiculous amount of food and then spend the week after regretting consuming the aforementioned food. So, uh, why not look at the most recent games chart and I'll tell you more about our messed up New Year celebrations. Number 8, Mario Kart 7. Now, New Year's. Um, we don't actually have a big chunk of meat on the table, but we'll make up for it by making a crazy amount of different salads. And let me tell you, it gets pretty dirty. Nah, not really. My dad just chops up everything and we eat it. Number David, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. For some reason, they always show Die Hard on New Year's Eve, so once my family have gone to bed, I just spend the night by myself watching Mr. McLean kick some ass. Fun. Number voice him, Saints Row the Third. We are legally allowed to go into the woods and chop down one Christmas tree every year, and last time we did it, it defrosted and lots of baby spiders came out of it. Number Sim. Professor Layton and the Spectre's Call. So the first half of the night is normally spent listening to my dad go on about how exciting the time zones are because it's already New Year's in Italy. Way! <sighs> Number 6, Battlefield 3. Last year I spent the New Year's Eve borderline passed out and trying not to vomit everywhere. I wish it was because I went to a mental party and had too much to drink, but it was just food poisoning. Number 8, Assassin's Creed Revelations. New Year's Eve is the night of horrible television. Um, it only gets okay once they start showing Die Hard. It's that bad. Number 3, FIFA 12. Number 3, Just Dance 3. Do you guys know what this means? It means that at least half of you will be getting Just Dance 3 for Christmas. Score! Or is it? Number 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Or this means that you might be getting Modern Warfare 3. It's like a Russian roulette. Number 19, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Yes, Merry Christmas to me. I'm Daria, and that was my Command Marks economy. Happy holidays, and let's hope you don't get socks or candles on Christmas. Welcome to a white winter week wiki wawa where we worship the Wii whilst wondering which Warcraft wig we will wear on Wikipedia. This week's special assignment is snow levels. Here are the most important snow levels in video gaming according to Wikipedia's search ranking. I'll be rating them for ploofiness, that's snow depth, slippiness and festiveness. Number 1. Crash Bandicoot 2. Polar, a polar bear cub, bounces through a driving section with paws instead of wheels. Ploofiness. Sadly, Polar doesn't sink into any snowdrifts. Fail. Slippiness. He skids about frequently on ice sections in an uncontrollable fashion. Win! Festivity. Obstacles include tiki bear statues, crates of TNT and killer whales. Fail. Number 2. Phineas and Ferb. Two cartoon children run around a suburban setting. Level 2 happens to have snow. It's a really lacklustre affair. They aren't even wearing coats. Ploofiness. The big snowdrifts just act as walls. Fail. Slippiness. A few obligatory patches of skiddy ice, but with seemingly no gameplay impact. Fail. Festiveness. 
Not only is there a lack of holiday cheer, it looks like a summer day with some apologetic snow thrown on top. Sorry for being here. Number 3. A SNES tie license for a film franchise noted for its Yuletide themes. Indiana Jones' Greatest Adventures. This platform section is literally titled Snow Level. Proofiness. All the platforms are dripping with snow and the sprites are ankle deep in it. Win! Slippiness. Indy pushes a box down a slope, but that's about it. Fail. Festiveness. I don't suppose there's some Christmas tree ornaments in that box? No? Well, that's a fail then. I have no conclusion. I'm Duncan Timoney. Bye bye. Bye, Duncan. And also, happy Christmas. This is the Christmas edition of One Life Left. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Particularly happy Christmas to TJ Landry. <laughs> Simon was just joking, obviously. If you... If you... You definitely were. You... <laughs> you absolutely were. Oh, yeah, well... Simon, let's be nice first. Please, can we have your URL, TJ Landry? TJ Landry. Please, it would mean a lot to us, and it is Christmas. Yeah, we've just put a picture of them on Twitter. Um, so if you know these people... We don't even know whether you're a boy or a girl, TJ Landry. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it seems inappropriate to issue a friend request after what we've just implied. Hey, look, there's a send message button. Let's send them a me- send you a message. Yes! Let's get, let's get them to send them a okay, message. Okay, complex. So, we have another guest this show, um, who is in the, sort of in the, in the vein of carol concerts, is going to do a reading. Right, it's going to be festive and cheery. Festive, and, um, maybe a bit religious. Right, nice. I mean, he is a prophet of sorts. It's Craig the Rage of Cullen. Craig, welcome! How you doing? Yeah, I'm a prophet. Right. So you'll Bill uh, Hicks of poetry. People, <laughs> people who have listened uh, to One Life Left for six seasons or six years, sorry, seven seasons now. Uh, congratulations, well done for sticking with us. You cannot get at the first three seasons, yeah. I think, including the one where Craig came on uh, the, for the first time. His <laughs> only visit. When you say came on, came on to us all. <laughs> You know, because we're all very attractive people. Uh, kept visit, visited the show, did a performance, did a few poems. And um, that show is now off limits. He also warmed up for us at the uh, when we did the comedy uh, tryout, didn't he? And we hoped that he would get the audience into sort of being quite receptive to laughs. Mm. Instead, a couple of them killed themselves, didn't they? <laughs> like, it's fair to say, the, sh- the show that we've uh, had uh, Craig on before, the original one way back when was the worst show we've it ever done it was genuinely the worst show including our first show which I cried after it, but, hello <laughs> but, but it, only because you were too good on the Craig Rage special genuinely you know it was it was an abysmal piece of radio which is why we've got you back for this very important Christmas celebratory we need to bury this show <laughs> once and for all what have you got for us then um the damn beat poem <laughs> <laughs> okay well we'll shut up and let you uh, let you perform okay Hello, listen, this is, I think this is part 10 of um, The Twelve Ages of Rage, my dodecadology of poetry. Um, and it's called World of Warcraft. It's 2004. I'm 27 years old. It's 1 o'clock pm on Christmas Day, and I'm still in bed. I've been playing World of Warcraft for about 36 hours, and I'm feeling a bit mentally ill. I've spent the past 20 minutes gazing at the wisp of my dead night elf as it floats and pulses on the screen before me. It feels like the most natural thing in the world when it gently glides out of the screen, settles at the foot of my bed, and announces itself to me as the ghost of Christmas past. Together we we walk from my mildew-smelling bedsit and out into the Christmas Day streets of Stroud, 
hushed and glistening with the remnants of, of the overnight frost. I follow the wisp into a house and find myself standing in the doorway of the brown and beige living room of my childhood. On the television set, Noel Edmonds' face is cracking with emotion as he hands a child with muscular dystrophy a free family ticket to Drayton Manor Park and Zoo. My father is, is in his large, wine-coloured corduroy armchair, resolutely refusing to lift his eyes from the new 1985 edition of the Wisden Cricketer's Almanac, despite the relentless fusillade of contemptuous abuse directed at him by my mother, who pauses only once to recharge her plastic tumbler, filling it with a practised hand until a trembling meniscus of baby sham peeps over the top before resuming her assault. In the corner, I see my eight-year-old self smashing two Autobots together with increasing force. From there, I'm accompanied by the ghost of Christmas Present, portrayed by Crash Bandicoot, curiously to the home of former Roxy Music singer Brian Ferry. He's enjoying a quiet Christmas with his family, including his son, well-known pro-fox hunting protester and insatiable bottom... (laughs) Otis Ferry. I turn to Crash Bandicoot... (laughs) with a quizzical expression. He shrugs his shoulders and disappears. And then, with the sonorous peal of a church bell, towards me approaches the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Clad in in black dungarees, driving a supercharged hearse, his moustache drooping menacingly. This is not the Luigi I recognise from such games as Super Mario Bros. 3 and Mario Kart 64. We proceed down the street at funereal pace, back to my bedsit. Luigi solemnly pushes open the door and stands to one side. A shadow sways in the wall above my bed, and with a gasp of horror, I see myself ten years from now, naked but for a grey T-shirt, standing in front of the open fridge amongst many discarded cans of cheap fortified wine, rolling several slices of wafer-thin turkey ham into a cigar-shaped tube and mournfully dipping them into a jar of Sainsbury's Basics cranberry sauce. Oh, God, no, I shout. Please, God, Jesus, no! I turn to Luigi and beg him to tell me what I need to do, anything, to stop this hellish vision from becoming reality. Oh, you can't change it, says Luigi. That's not how this works. He turns and gets back into his car, driving away into the night, honking his horn pointlessly. <laughs> wow. That was a long pause. Powerful stuff. You said it was downbeat. <laughs> Craig the Rage McClellan. Eighteen hundred hours, Dr. Avatar emergency dictation for patient Link. The patient has presented to the ER with signs of severe pallor, generalized fatigue, and numerous lacerations piercing an otherwise festive green tunic. I have placed them on parenteral nutrition and have consulted plastics as to how many wounds we can cosmetically heal. However, his pulse is weak and fading by the minute. 1830 hours. Mr. Link's oxygen saturations are falling rapidly. He's mumbling something about being mistaken for an elf and having come from the North Pole. We're losing all vital signs. I'm giving the patient 20 of epinephrine and I'm preparing to defibrillate. 1900 hours. After briefly losing him, the patient is now oriented to time and place. The patient claims that after being held captive at Santa's workshop, he was worked to within an inch of his life. I'm obligated to fill out a criminal report form, but I dare say it serves him right for going around in that outfit. Actually, I wonder if he does Christmas parties. An indication for patient Link. 
Happy Christmas from Doctor Avatar. He 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 delayed on that because he wanted sleigh bells adding to his. his thing. So much. <laughs> I know, I know. So this is One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. So far today, we have done video game poetry. We've done our video game Christmas market economy. Right. We've done a video game Doctor Avatar, in which he uh, revealed the medical problems of one of video game's biggest stars. And we've also tried and. I don't want to say failed, but we've tried and not succeeded to play a Christmas carol it's on gonna, it's recorders gonna be okay. it's gonna be using okay. um, video games to right. teach us. And we're going to do that again. Uh, we'll revisit it. We're going to do that after the reviews. Yeah. Is that the is that the plan? Okay. Reckon so. Let's get on with that now. Review section, which is great because it's Christmas, and in many ways this serves as our Christmas buying guide. It does yeah? So um, I've been playing on the 3DS Mario Kart Seven. Wow, that's very zeitgeist-ish. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes, the latest Mario Kart game, first in uh, actual 3D. It's very good. Uh, yeah, they, they know how to make games for their systems, don't they, Nintendo? This is one of the best-looking 3DS games. Super smooth, effortlessly playable. Um, they've introduced some new things uh, in the Mario Kart world. So there's... Um, sort of a vehicle progression where you get randomly awarded bits to bolt on that can make you faster. Right, this is collecting the coins. They're back, aren't they? For every 50 coins you get, uh, you get awarded a random part for your vehicle. Yeah, it's good. Um, So you can chop and change that. It's got, I think, 16 new courses. No, can't be 16. Maybe 20. Oh, I don't know. Um, It's got, uh, yeah, in that region, new courses, but then also it's got uh, retro courses, reinterpreted. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's good. It's Mario Kart, isn't it? It's Mario Kart, yeah. It's it's probably the best version of Mario Kart. Um, What? That's controversial. Well, I think... But people people seem to... I mean, nostalgics go for the Super Nintendo version, don't they? You can play that on here. And other people go for Double Dash, I think. People, yeah. d- double Dash is meant to be the... Oh, no, wait, do I mean Double Dash? Watch no. the Super Circuit. Yes. Sorry, the... The Game, the Game Boy Advance? Game Boy Advance one, yes. There, there are courses from that in here as well. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's got um, online uh, multiplayer, that sort of stuff. Thoroughly recommend it. Mario Kart 7 out of 10. Scanters. Um, I have been playing Thomas Was Alone. Oh, that's not a cheery Christmas game. Yeah, it is. Well, it actually is. It was an award winner, wasn't it? It was an award winner at the awards. Which we presented, the yes. Indivisibility Awards, on Saturday. Which was brilliant. Um, yeah, so I thought maybe I should try and play an award-winning game. Um, and yeah, it's lovely. It's just so, like it's so so simple, but it's so nice. So uh, you start off being one block. You are Thomas. Okay. You are alone. You have to get to um, a little square, which is your shape, um, and then you go to the next level. And it gets increasingly harder. You have to jump up things and down things, and then you get a friend who's another little block, and you can help each other out by jumping on each other to get over things. Um, Thomas is no longer alone. No, and then you get more and more friends, and you can all help each other out in many ways. I just think it's lovely, and I think. Like, you can totally sort of, without even trying to create your own narrative around who these friends are. I am so... We like that, don't we? We like video games that show, don't tell. Yeah. That that let you weave your own universe, fill in the gaps, and therefore make it more personal. Yeah. 
That's um, what you were going to say. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Um, yeah, and I had a look at the trailer for the full game that is coming out in April 2012. Mm-hmm. It looks brilliant. Is it too early to give a review for that? I mean, of the trailer, 7 out of 10. <laughs> of the current game, it's a 7 out of 10. Excellent. Okay. I've been playing well. I listen to our... I listen to our listeners. Oh. Yeah, who last week... I I know, I know. Let's mix it up a bit. Uh, Last week, you'll remember, we got a letter complaining that we hadn't reviewed Rayman. That is true. On the uh, the PS3, uh, well, various formats. Well, guess what? Happy Christmas, listener. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Bosh. Um, so I, I've been playing Rayman, and our listener was right. It is sumptuously creative. It's a beautiful game. <laughs> the best-looking uh, 2D platformer I think I've ever played. It's gorgeous. It's very French. How do you say really? that in French? C'est très français. Bon. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really... It's, it's very, very French. Uh, it's a straight-up platformer. It reminds me very much of Sonic the Hedgehog, old-style Sonic the Hedgehog. And to that end, that's a bit of a problem because I never liked Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Yeah, and I understand that, well, I'm I'm wrong, and it is received wisdom that that is a brilliant game. I just never really enjoyed it. It It's more of a Super Mario World type. And Rayman has that sort of time trial aspect to it. There is, in fact, you know, extra things rewarded for completing the levels as quickly as possible. It's a very playful game, and I don't. I've heard it gets better and better, and I'm not actually that far through it. I would absolutely recommend it unquestionably if you like, if you have any, you know, positive feelings for Sonic. If you don't, um, you may not get on with it. It's also crazy expensive, I think, for that sort of game at the moment. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, I think Rayman's character design, although. I get, I get it, and it does remind me of like a, a French comic or something. I don't like it. I don't like Rayman. I'm afraid. Like I also don't like the, the way the game was set up. Was Rayman's making loads of noise when him and his friends living in a tree make loads of noise, and so his downstairs neighbour, who's portrayed as sort of an evil witch, is telling him to shut up, stop making noise. Because That's fair enough, though, isn't it? It seems totally fair enough to me. Mm. That seems, you know, and so I, you know, she sends up some henchmen to go and tell Rayman to shut up. And then it all kicks off. I think Raymond is the aggressor here. Yeah. With sound, sound is a weapon. It is. It, it is. is. It is. So yeah, that's it uh, for for the review section. To all left, left, unless guess? we have any from the guests. Uh, I don't have a game. Oh, to sorry, review. seven out of ten. I should say. <laughs> Uh, I did go to a. I, I went to the Times Educational Supplement Resources Show. Yeah, on this Friday. is the resources show section <laughs> of the show. But there was something good there. There what? was there was this, and it's uh, it's not very good for radio. But it was Bruce Willis made of wax. I don't know what teachers get out of Bruce Willis and made of wax. And you get to play with him. You get to be startled by him because what happened was you walk down uh, one of the corridors and then suddenly you go, "Ooh, that's Bruce Willis." But it wasn't Bruce Willis. Oh. It was also so a rhinoceros covered in grass. Right, what score would you give? I mean, I mean, difficult to score them, I'll admit, but if you had to... Um, I think I would give that show 7 out of 10, Simon. <laughs> OK, brilliant. This is One Life Left. We're a show about video games and wax figures based on Hollywood celebrities. We'll have some music and then we'll be back for our rendition. Yes, we better get on with it, haven't we? The Carol.
an 8-bit cover of Radiohead's videotape. Uh, it's not very Christmassy, I suppose. <laughs> Some people might get it for get it for Christmas. I mean, like get a Radiohead album. I, I guess Radiohead Radiohead do celebrate Christmas. One assumes. I don't, think so. I don't know what no. religion they are. I mean, they may just celebrate it as an event. It doesn't have to be religious. Christmas is just something we can all get on board with these days. One Life Left is a multi-denominational radio show about video games and Radiohead and recorders. And recorders are what we're going to deal with now. This is the Carol Concert section. Right, so we're all good to go then, I guess. Um, We've split into sections. I'm going to go first. Then who, who goes next? Steve, Steve next. And then... Me. Ian, you'll play a bit twice, are you? Because that was a difficult one. Oh, okay. (laughs) James, are you playing at all? Yeah, I'll play the the, the high bit, yeah. High bit, and then Anne... To finish. To finish, okay, right. Uh, so we're, we're going to give it a go, and we'll only move on once we've successfully played it, right? Because yep. it won't show us the, the yep. notes. So okay, you right. might get a dingling. Right, if you do let's, well. Let's go. Happy Christmas, everybody. <clears throat> Happy Christmas, everybody. one life left listeners there we, go. we did that for you <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've just been on um, do you remember You Bet yes, yes. You yes. Bet and, and our listeners some of them were you know they would have bet that we couldn't do that and yet and yet here we are here we are here, here we, we are, are. We, we, we're now um, recording artists because this is being recorded Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, that guys. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, sh- I don't know if you can see it on the radio. <laughs> I have a little tear just coming out of the corner. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, so yes, that's available in the App Store now. Absolutely. Uh, so get downloading it and learn some carols. Yes. Like what we did. Yeah, there's plenty more. Good. <laughs> Are you going to do an Easter song as well? Uh, yes, those famous Easter songs. <laughs> when you We're gather around, it's because of those. <laughs> what, what was that, Craig? Harvest for the World by the Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Harvest for the World I'm by the Christians. Write a video game theme tune, uh, themed the package. I think. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, That's interesting. Excellent. Today. Excellent. So you can look forward to more recorder the covers of yeah, those the, on One Life Left. The Metal Gear Solid theme. Yes. There we go. I'm sure that would be done. The One Life Left theme. And the One Life Left theme. Of course, that would be our second appearance in a music game because we were in Instant Jam. 
Yes. Uh, before it went bust. Oh. <laughs> 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 right, we have one more letter we need to deal with. Yes, uh, we David need to. He says, Dear Anne, Simon and Stee, it was great meeting you in the flesh last night. I hope you had an enjoyable evening. What happened last night? Wow. What were we doing uh, last night? We get this? No, this was, uh, this, we got this yesterday. All oh, right. He says, I was hoping... Uh, so basically, we met David at the Indivisibility Awards, which were held in Waterloo. We gave away some awards to some games. It was he good was just presenting an awards ceremony. We do that sometimes. Right. If you want to book us, uh, talk to our agent, uh, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's written us, and he's, he's got some questions for us. Uh, oh, and I thought we'd, like, rather than actually take time to email him back, we could get this Let's done now. Let's just do now. it now. And actually, if he's, if he's not listening... We're basically calling him out exactly. like we did to Parco, right? He said, it'd be great to hear back from you. I'll put the questions at the bottom for your consideration. He says, question one, how did you feel last night went? I think it was pretty good. I think everybody had a lovely time. Everybody was, uh, was we left everybody standing up, didn't everybody we? Everybody left standing. Okay. Do you know, basically the last thing I remember doing at the party was looking at my watch and thinking, it's eight o'clock, it's really early, plenty of time for more drinks. And then nothing. I don't remember much else. Okay, no. so if you were there and you saw Steve, could you write and let us know what he got up to? Someone, I talked to my friend Kerry, and she said she remembered looking up about ten o'clock and saying... Oh, look, there's Stee, surrounded by all the other girls in the room. <laughs> Typical Stee. I'm guilty as charged. Well, uh, question two. How did you come to be hosting last night's awards? Ah, uh, right. Well? If, well, wasn't this a thing that Dan Marshall thought he might do? Yes, and he's got very few friends. Yeah. So uh, yes, does. And Yeah, and I think, was it in Nottingham that he asked us? He, he asked us... Uh, Using the internet, using oh, email, or one of them, and uh, and yeah, we agreed to do it. We've we've done this sort of thing before. Usually, when we do this sort of thing, we end up showing off too much and trying to make it about us. But I yeah. think we were a bit nervous that there were so many awards we wanted to rush on through through this, and I think that worked so in our favour. So many people needed celebrating. Yeah, less of us, more of them, and that's what we've learnt about. Okay, and what sort of year do you feel the indie game scene has had in two thousand and one? Are they becoming more visible? Of course, they are. It's been an exceptional year, hasn't it? It's been we've, a great year all round. Actually, we were, we were genuinely delighted to be involved with the Indivisibility Awards. We had the best time and we met loads and loads of lovely people. And we were unbelievably <laughs> asked by Dan Marshall to do it again <laughs> next year if he does well, it. Note that we, we're not actually apologising to anybody, so maybe, I yeah. know. maybe the well, two are connected. Good work. Well, that's true. Probably. Because hmm. uh, there are gaps. So if, if there is anything that we have to apologise for, please take, the, take this apology from us to you. Sorry. So, sorry about really that. Really sorry about that thing we did. But it's probably fine. It's probably fine. Right, should we get this year done then? Yeah, we should do. Let's sign it off. Okay, uh, it's been a good one, hasn't it? I think it's been excellent. I think it's well been done, our everybody. best year of best one life year left. Yet. And you know what? We couldn't have done that without you. That's certainly true. Both of our listeners. <laughs> we Old love joke. you. Boom. Boom. Right, have a good Christmas, isn't that? Uh, we'll be back here January something? Ninth. January. Is it ninth? January the 9th. We've got a special guest lined up. Oh, we do, don't we? We've got yes, a it's gonna, we're going to start the year guest. in style. Um, Ian James from MyNoteGames.com. Is it MyNoteGames.com? Yes, yes that's that's the Thank you so much for coming in and teaching us how to play Silent Night. Yep. That's a skill we will never forget. Excellent. Right. Right. The opening, Muscle memory. The opening, it's our Christmas gift to you. Thanks. It's like riding a bike, isn't it? It, it is like that. That's a callback to the bike show. Happy Christmas to the bike show. Happy Christmas to the bike show if you're still listening We, we can't wait far. to see the present you've bought us <laughs> yeah. after after this. Right, have good times, uh, listeners, won't you? Yes, and Happy have a good time to... All, all, also, thank you to all of our feature contributors yes. Yes, for 2011. So One Life Left is only brilliant because of you, and it is brilliant, isn't it? The bits that aren't us. us. Thank, you. thank you. Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.